dead too? Who? The boy, Jason. Jason? Welcome to UpcomingHorrorMovie.com's UHM Podcast. This is a special presentation with coverage of all of the Friday the 13th films. Welcome back, folks. This is once again the continuation of our Friday the 13th discussion. You're listening to Episode 7. It's a follow-up to Episodes 5 and 6 that cover the Friday the 13th series. We're going to pick right up where Episode 6 left off and start into Jason X. I hope you've had a good time and have a great Friday the 13th. All right, we're going to move on to Shane's favorite of the series. (laughs) Number 10. Jason X. Jason X. So Shane, take it away for a little bit. Right. Well, basically, um, Jason X is set many, many years in the future. Um, obviously, Earth at this point is no longer inhabitable, so a lot of the people have um, basically started colonizing um, in, out, in outer space. And uh, it's uh, one of the colony one of the colonies receives um, two cryogenically frozen uh, bodies, and one of them obviously turns out to be Jason Voorhees. But um, to go back to the beginning of the film, it starts off with Jason being imprisoned, so to speak, um, and they're trying to find ways to actually kill him and like incapacitate him so he can no longer kill anybody anymore. And that all goes horribly awry. And um, he starts. He escapes his chains, and he starts killing all these all these military pe- personnel. And one of the women there, um, he was played by, um, oh, what's her name, Lexa Doig, who um, was is more well known for being in the TV show Andromeda. Um, she basically tries to confront Jason, tries to stop him, and um, she ends up getting um, stabbed by Jason as she shuts him into a freezer. And basically, when he stabs her, it it punctures the door, thus releasing the freezing gas into the room with her, freezing her and Jason. So skip forward um, a couple of centuries, and uh, basically they turn up on this ship, and... The people on the ship, unaware of who Jason Voorhees actually is, um, start to defrost him. And they defrost the women, or the woman, and she basically says, holy shit, you've got Jason Voorhees on board, do you realise who he is? And then um, all hilarity ensues. And uh, I say hilarity, um, as in really poor acting. Um, The fact that this movie looks more like a made-for-TV uh, movie, kind of says it all, really. It was just 
to me, it was the way it was filmed made it that made it look like a TV movie, and it was the sets and probably the budget because I know the budget the budget wasn't amazingly great on this one. But um, you, you, you it was say just that, one of but those it, this is actually the highest budget of all the Friday Thirteenth up to this point. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was um, a three million dollar budget, which is bullshit in today's terms or really yeah. any other times but like com- comparing to uh I'm sorry that was that was uh that was the previous one I'm sorry I was I was reading the wrong one that was for Friday uh the final Friday this one was a 14 million dollar budget right so the highest budget up to that point was 3 million this one's 14 yeah. see it's funny really because for me I mean it might have something to do with the fact but because it was more of a sci-fi horror, and it looked, it looked it, it looked like it made just made it look like a TV movie for me. It just looked, the sets weren't exactly brilliant, um, in my opinion, and overall it looked kind of poor. Um, I can only imagine that all the budgets went on the CGI and the um, the virtual reality sequences. But I was. I mean, some of the kills in it were brilliant. I mean, the guy, uh, the girl gets her head frozen and then smashed in. I thought that was pretty cool. That was yeah. that was quite an epic kill. But I was, I wasn't overly impressed with the Marines. In it, I think in that aspect, they were just trying to pull off a their version of an Aliens kind of film. You know, where they're just sending the Marines to try and kill something that is virtually unkillable anyway. Overall, for me, I just found it quite <laughs> cheesy, and even though I rewatched this last night, I was still not overly enamoured by the whole thing. I mean, Jason looks awesome. Um, even when he gets killed, or when he gets when he gets blown apart by um, Lisa Ryder, um, who plays the fembot, should we say? In the film, um, when she when she blows him away, I mean those scenes are awesome. When he takes the hit in the stomach and he gets his leg blown off, and then half his head gets caved in, I thought that looks awesome. But then when he gets when the nanobots clear him up and they he gets cybered up, I thought he looked fucking mean. He looked really really cool. And that was probably the only saving grace. <laughs> I mean, after that, the whole virtual reality thing when they take him back to Cramp Crystal Lake with the chicks in the sleeping bags, smoking pot, and talking about having premarital sex, and saying, oh, we love premarital sex. And then <laughs> Jason Voorhees just like gets them in the sleeping bag and starts beating, them, beating each other with, with the sleeping bags and then throwing it at the tree, I thought was absolutely hilarious. And that did make me chuckle a lot, because reading up on that, it was the... Um, I think it was Kane Hodder was... Uh, was so pissed off with the way how it wasn't working because apparently the uh, dummies that they used in the sleeping bags were a lot heavier than he anticipated. So he was having difficulty hitting the other body in the sleeping bag, but the sound effects with it made it funny with the girl shouting, ow, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then him throwing it against the tree was his final act of, like, fuck this, I've had enough throws it at the tree and then it hits hits the tree and just hits the deck. But I thought that was actually quite cool and quite clever because obviously it took him back to 
Camp Crystal Lake. Overall, I think it was the fact because unfortunately I've seen episodes of Andromeda, and Lisa Lisa Doig and uh, uh, no Lexi Doig and Lisa Ryder seeing those in that TV show kind of made me feel that the whole thing was just like a a rip on Andromeda itself. In saying that, uh, this film is the one that's got the most kills. It's got the it's the highest kill rate. There's 28 kills in this film. Oh, is it really? Oh, you know what? Yeah. That's because of the uh, the guy, um, the commando team. That's probably why he plows through that yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, and um, obviously at the beginning of the film as well, when he takes out all the military as well. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, there's that as well. But um, David Cronenberg, his cameo in that was basically uh, made as a favor um, to the actual directors because he said he'd love to be in a Friday the 13th film but the only stipulation was that he got killed on screen so um, that was kind of cool as well and uh, shock horror uh, Betsy Palmer was originally approached to reprise her role as Pamela Voorhees um, in the flashback sequence or in the in the VR sequence but um, they couldn't come to an agreement, so she didn't end up being in the film at all. Um, so that would have been quite cool. I feel like that's a story in most of these films, though. I feel like every time they try to go and get Betsy Palmer, and she, uh, she she's unavailable after after even the first one. Yeah, but I mean, it was in a way, it's kind of good. I mean, it would have been nice to have seen her in it, but you know, just for a little scene because. The initial idea would have been for Jason to see her and just attack her, just to show how evil he actually is. Not giving a rat's ass that it's his actual mother, but you know, it would have been, it, it's kind of good in a way that she didn't come back for it. But um, also, I think another thing that lets it down for me, um, this is the first of the franchise in the UK. In the UK, obviously, our certification system is very different to that in the US. Um, it's, it was the first of the Jason films to be given a 15 certificate, which would be the equivalent of an NC-17 for you guys, I believe. Really? Yeah. So um, it's because the way the certification works in the UK, you've got the Universal, which is a U, the Parental Guidance, which is PG. You've got the 12A certificate, mm -hmm. which was quite recently, well, I say recently, it's been been in effect for about 15 years or so then obviously you've got the 15 certificate films which is kind of like a soft horror kind of thing and then you've got the 18 certificate which is the highest you can get um, and over the years uh, parts 2, 3 and 6 have all had their certifications reduced to a 15. Yeah it's I think this let me down a little bit because of the fact it was a 15 certificate and Gore-wise, all right. There's some there's some little bits of gore in it, but to me, it seems like a lot of the gore is cut. It's almost like they made this film for a TV TV performance because the there are certain scenes that there there's you see lots of bodies, yeah, and you know, but you don't really see much yeah. in the way. Yeah, exactly. So, that's so I think that was you another. Say that. Because in, in, yeah. in the book I was reading in Crystal Lake Memories, um, they said in making this film, so they purposefully shot it 
in the way you're describing, like it, it, it looks very clean. It looks very like a, a, a 2000s sci-fi. I mean, I guess you, you call it like a dramadon, but it looks, it looks like one of those like fancy TV shows. Like it's shot very clean yeah. in that way. And from what the, the book was indicating, very, very little had to be cut out of the original cut to make the right. U.S. R rating. So, okay. And they felt they got away with more in Jason X than they had in any previous Friday the 13th film. And they sort of... Um, they, they gave that leniency because they felt the film looked like one of those, you know, late 90s, early 2000s sort of um, TV drama you know, like very clean, almost looks like it's shot on digital kind of thing. Yeah. Like since they had all the, the, the pre-made sets and almost 100% of this movie was shot on, in a studio as opposed to most of the other ones, which were, were filmed, you know, at site locations, either in uh, actual cabins or, or in the woods or even in Manhattan, they actually did film those in Manhattan but yeah. the, in this one, it was all studio, like a hundred percent inside of a building with with made mm. sets. And it does have that feel to it as well. I think. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is one. It's one of those films where, because obviously it's set on a spaceship, it does have that very. It has an almost claustrophobic feel to it, but it's also very, like you say, it's very clean. It's not as gritty. Um, and it's just it comes across as something that you would watch sort of like in the afternoon, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's no, like, I gotcha. yeah, five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, let's put a film on. Oh yeah, look, it's Jason X, but heavily edited. So this was the thing. first one I actually saw in theaters. Um, okay. When this got released, I think I was a junior. No, no, I'm a, a sophomore in college, and uh, me and all my friends all left in the middle of the day to go see Jason X on like a Wednesday or something. Right. And I can remember going to the movie theater, and it was uh, me and three of my friends sitting in a movie theater, and there was one random guy sitting like two rows in front of us, and that was the entire audience. It was four people watching an entire movie theater and we had a we had a blast watching it we thought it was the funniest thing we had like ever seen being because it was it was one of those so bad it's good and we can't believe we're watching this like in a theater we didn't know if they actually made these movies to be in theaters right um, like up until that point i'd only seen all all of the friday the 13th i'd only see on vhs really i don't think i'd ever even seen one like on a dvd they weren't even around back then yeah. I mean, they they existed, but it was one of those things that, you know, only people with money had them, and we were in college, so all we had money for <laughs> yeah. was Keystone Light and uh, and uh, terrible VHS rentals from Blockbuster. <laughs> no. So anyway, I remember watching this thing in theaters, and I got a real soft spot for this movie, and I don't know if it's just because of that, but I feel like when I see this, there is no pretense in this movie. I feel it has a lot in common with something like part six, where they know they're going over the top. Like when they made part six, they're like, listen, we're bringing Jason back from the dead. He's going to be a yeah. zombie. 
He's gonna kill, he's gonna punch through this guy's chest in the first scene. It's gonna be ridiculous. I feel like this movie's the exact same thing. They're like, alright, we don't know what to do with Jason. We had a flop on the last one. He's going to space. He's gonna be a robot. He's gonna punch people, and he's, like, you know what I mean? It's the same type of mentality, and I feel like they went all out. And I sort of have a good yeah. time watching it. I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's a terrible movie. But I feel like it has that, like, you know, that that fun, let, let's sit back, turn our brains off, and watch this horror movie for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, what do, what do you think about that fright? Do you think, uh, do you, do you think that's a, that, that kind of thing, or do you think it's just a pile of shit? Um, I actually kind of liked it. Um, what's, what's interesting is, um, UHM was, uh, one of the first to get a review out for it, um, because I don't know if you guys remember, but it was delayed for, like, two years, um, and the fans were just, like, you know, pissed off, you know, it hasn't come out yet, and I don't know who, but someone sent me, like, kind of a, a rough cut VHS bootleg of the movie, and so I was able to watch it before it um, even came out. Get and out of here! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really rough cut. Uh, in the uh, it wasn't the greatest quality, but I, you know, it was watchable. But yeah, um, I, I put a review out there, and at the time, um, you know, I hadn't seen a Jason movie in years. Uh, the last one obviously was in '93. So I was really pumped, you know, to see Jason in action again. So at the time, I gave it, you know, like a really high rating. I think I gave it like an eight <laughs> or something like that. And then, um, and then, like people would kind of quote me, or kind of not really quote me, but misquote my review, saying like uh, "best Jason ever" or something like that. And uh, <laughs> you know, and then obviously, you know, now that I'm older, looking back now, it's it's not a good movie. But it, it is still a fun movie. Uh, Uber Jason, like, he's just, I don't know, I really liked Uber Jason. He's just badass when he, he's, like, half robot. And, uh, and you know, yeah. the kills the kills are kind of cool. Like you, you mentioned before, uh, when the girl gets her face smashed uh, to bits. And uh, that freaking uh, sleeping bag scene is hilarious. That's probably, like, oh, the, yeah. best, the best scene in the movie. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, the movie's fun. I, I, I kind of like it. You know, it's not as bad as the other ones. Uh, it's obviously not as good, but it's really fun. It kind of knows what it is. It's just a silly movie. And I don't know what's with the genre at the time, because, you know, for some reason, uh, horror movies just started putting these icons in space for whatever reason. We also had Leprechaun in space, and freaking Pinhead uh, was in space in Hellraiser 4. Um, so I don't know why they, they were putting all these people in space, but... You know, he's in space, it's a silly movie, knows what it is, and, you know, it's fun. This may sound ridiculous, but I'll also put in Alien Resurrection as one of those movies as an in-space, because up to that point, the Alien films had been like, I, I don't know, they, they, they weren't, they, they, they didn't seem like they were in space, they were like on a planet, or they were like, had different settings, like it wasn't like a theme of the movie, but I feel like Resurrection was like, one of those ones that falls into that category. Yeah. But, I don't know. That may seem ridiculous. I think Jason X is the best in space of the slasher movies. What do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. It's it's definitely uh, more entertaining. I mean, 
yeah, compared to like Critters Four, which was maybe the worst of the lot. I mean, well, Critters and Leprechaun. It was a Critters Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was Critters in Space. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, is the worst one. Crit- well, I'll, I'll go by your by you guys' judgment, and I'll never watch it. But I had absolutely no clue there was a fourth one. <laughs> That's yeah. really poor. That is really poor for me. But I've never actually seen any of. Oh, I actually I, I've seen the first Leprechaun film. I've not seen any of the other sequels. Get out of here! So, Come on, man. Yeah, seriously. Leprechaun in the hood or Leprechaun back to the hood? <laughs> no, no, no. I've what not seen any of What about the last one that didn't even really have a Leprechaun in it? What? There was a... <laughs> oh, man. No, the never re- seen it. <laughs> the remake that wasn't a remake? Yeah, that was so bad. Oh, my God. I could go on about those ones. I don't know. I I, see, I got a real soft spot for Jason X. I mean, it it's terrible. It's a bad movie. I watched it today. It is not good. But I have a good time when I watch it. Like, there are some performances, especially... Um, the robot girl, I really yeah. dislike her in almost every scene she's in, and I feel bad saying this because the actress is probably like, "Oh no, I did it for whatever reason," but it it's bad. It's really bad. I don't like when I see that robot chick on screen. I think it's a horrible thing that happens because yeah. she's terrible. But I mean, other than really that, I don't have a lot of gripes with. The movie, it's goofy, it's dumb, it's got CGI special effects, but again, it was made in that sort of early 90s, I mean, sorry, the late 90s, early 2000s period, and then it was held off, like Fright said, for a few years. It was kept, it was kept in the vault and not released because studio heads were changing at the time, and one guy liked Jason, one guy didn't. Wasn't that like 2001 got released? Yeah, it was 01, 2001. But they finished filming yeah. it in like '99 or something. Like it, it got really right. stored away for years. Hmm. So when it actually did get released, even all the effects were already aged because you know technology had advanced more at that point. You know what I mean? All the all the dumb yeah. CGI effects they had, like the guy coming down the screw and the 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 um, the guy's arm getting chopped off when the frozen Jason falls down. Yeah, all those all those terrible looking effects would probably have been like updated had it not been originally made years before that and put on the shelf like just waiting for a release. Right. But I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for it. I mean, it's bad. I don't. I don't think it's the worst. What do you guys think about it? anybody else? Mike, David. Yeah, I, I I agree with uh, Ryan and you and Flightmaster. Uh, um, I get some cheesy enjoyment because I like the, the sci-fi kind of. I like Leprechaun in space. It's not a. It's <laughs> I, I get fun out of it. Fun Wait a second. Just sit back and. I didn't imply that I liked Leprechaun in space. <laughs> we'll back up on that. <laughs> oh, I'm saying I like it. Um, <laughs> right. I agree with you on Jason X. Yeah, it's just a, I, I like that kind of sci-fi cheese yeah, it's uh, fun. element that it has. Yeah, just a fun movie. What do you think, uh, Mike Whittemore? Uh, I it's a horrible movie. It's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> you're, so you're on Shane's side. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I, I actually enjoy it. I, I think uh, some of the kill scenes are just perfect. And for something, I don't know why, but from the original trailer that was on TV when I was a kid and they were kind of promoting this movie, the only thing that ever sticks out to me, and I don't know why, is when the woman is like, maybe he just wants his machete back. <laughs> it's, just, it's so damn stupid. But I, I always remembered it. It's the only part of the trailer I always remembered. It's just so goofy, and I think that gives a good uh, uh, overall vibe of the movie itself. I, I enjoy it for what it is. It's not good, but I like it. I'm glad you mentioned that, because I think that was the selling point that I used on my friends to get them to go to the movies with me. Like my three buddies that went with me I was like, listen, you see that trailer? He just wants his machete back. Everything's going to be cool. That's great. Yeah. Then he gets his machete back and then he starts hacking everybody up. As uh, no. Who would have known that? Yeah. All right. So we got a little split on Jason X. Um, I feel, I feel like I'm in a minority. It wouldn't be the first time, Shane. Yeah, that's true. So let's uh, let's go forward a little bit in the timeline. Um, we'll go to Freddy versus Jason, which finally got made after like what is it, like fourteen years? I think they were production on Freddy versus Jason, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, something like that. So what, what's the story on Freddy versus Jason, Fright? Uh, yeah, um, they've been trying to New Line and Paramount have been trying to come together to make a Freddy vs. Jason for so many years. And, uh, you know, like I said before, in Jason Goes to Hell, they had Freddy's glove. But, you know, it, it wasn't until 10 years after that that we finally got the movie in uh, 2003. Um, according to INDB, there were like 17 or 18 scripts that were submitted, and they all kind of just molded elements of each one into one script. Um, apparently, a lot of earlier scripts dealt with cults and how they wanted to like resurrect the two icons for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, um, Ken Ken uh, Kurzinger, I think, got the role of Jason um, because the studio wanted someone taller than Kane Hodder. Um, they wanted him to tower over Freddy, kind of like a David and Goliath type thing. Um, I didn't mind the change. Uh, you know, Hodder, he's a good Jason. But, you know, I wanted something a little different. And I always thought Jason kind of looked too bulky after a while. And uh, Ronnie Yu directs. Uh, he directed uh, Bride of Chucky, which, um, which which I liked. I liked Bride of Chucky. Um, it, was, it was dumb, but it's an entertaining film. Um... So the story is basically Freddy's week uh, because um, all the Elm Street kids have pretty much forgotten about him. So while in hell, he manipulates Jason into resurrecting because, as we know, it's just super easy for him to just come back. Um, and Freddy wants Jason to, to put fear into the kids again so they can start spreading the rumor that Freddy's back and then Freddy will become stronger again and start killing people in dreams. Uh, but obviously that doesn't go according to plan because, you know, you can't control Jason. He, he just, he's a killing machine. He just won't stop killing. And he starts taking Freddy's potential kills. So this kind of pisses Freddy off, and he tries to stop Jason. Um, 
and that's yeah, that's pretty much the story right there. I mean, in between all that, we got a bunch of dumbass teens. Um, but yeah, the for as far as the cast goes, you know, it's the early two thousands, so studios still felt obligated to cast some kind of singer or rapper. So we got Kelly Rowland from Destiny Child in it, um, who has a pretty funny death later on when Jason just straight whacks her against a tree. Um, and then we got freaking Ka uh, Catherine Isabel in it, who um, yeah. from G Ginger Snaps, who unfortunately uses a body double during the shower scene. <laughs> uh, don't tell me that. Boo! Boo! Yeah, she does in all of her movies. She never does a nude scene. Yeah, I guess it's in her contract or something. But um, we also got uh, Monica Kina in it, who would later star in that Night of the Demons remake. Um, and there are a bunch of dudes in it, too, but, you know, who really cares about the guys? Um, they want the chase. Well, there was that one guy who was pretending to be Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I like the movie. Um, you know, uh, it was pretty much a Freddy movie more than a Jason movie. Um, Jason was kind of like a guest star in a way, um, which kind of sucked a little because I'm more of a Jason fan than I am a Freddy fan. Um, and they don't actually start fighting until an hour in. But, you know, the fighting is pretty cool, and it's fast-paced. I'd say, you know, the fighting, it was worth the wait. Um, you know, uh, when, when the movie first came out, I was really amped, you know. Um, I think I gave it, like, a pretty high rating. Uh, but after rewatching it, you know, I noticed more issues with it. Uh, I mean, I still like all the fighting. I still think it's a good movie. But a lot of the stuff involving the teens is kind of dumb. I don't really like any of the characters that much. But yeah, but there's a lot of cool scenes in it, though. Like when Jason starts openly killing everyone at, at a rave, like in the middle of a cornfield. Um, and, while, and while on fire, no less, which is pretty cool. He throws like a flaming machete through some guy's chest. That was, that was pretty badass. Um, and there's another cool death where a guy gets chopped in half. Um, so the practical wasn't bad, but there was a lot of CG in it as well, which, you know, I, w I didn't really like that much, but it did make some of the dream sequences interesting. Um, there's also some cool imagery, uh, like the use of certain colors. Uh, like there's one scene where Jason is dragging some woman behind him, and the whole scene is blue, and I don't know, something about that scene is really cool. And there's another scene where Freddy jumps out of the water, like in slow-mo, and everything's red, and it's like a demon Freddy, and I don't know, I just really like that scene too. Um, but of course, you know, there's a lot of stuff I didn't like. Um, like, for some reason, like a lot of the people in the movie just randomly fall asleep, like no matter where they are. Like, I don't know if Freddy's putting a spell on them, or they have narcolepsy or some crap, but they're just falling asleep <laughs> wherever they are. And... And then they have this really stupid plot element where Jason is afraid of water. What, what the hell? Oh, I well, hated that part. <laughs> since when oh. was he afraid of water? <laughs> it's so stupid. And then, I don't know, um, the movie had a lot of endings, apparently. Um, but I think the most notable ending that they kind of played around with involved Pinhead. Um, apparently, like, they were thinking while Jetty, uh, Jetty, <laughs> Jason and Freddy... Oh. We're fighting in hell. Um, Pinhead would like pop up, and you know, kind of like 
kind of I don't know I don't know if he would fight him or just I don't know I I don't get, I don't get how that would have worked out but they wanted to kind of incorporate another uh, icon in there um, but the studio didn't want to get Pinhead because you know they would have had to gun again the rights to that and they I don't know they just didn't want to do it and um, but yeah the movie was actually a pretty uh, pretty box office success I think it, uh, it brought in over 36 million over the weekend. And uh, worldwide, it, it eventually brought in over 100 million, and the budget was only like 25 or 30 million, so it did pretty well, which is kind of surprising that there there isn't a sequel, considering it was it was a it was a hit, but um, there is kind of a sequel in comic book form with Ash, which I, I mentioned before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, Freddy vs. Jason, you know, I liked it. Um, it's enjoyable. Um, I'd say I'd say it was worth the wait to see him fight. Uh, the fighting, like I said before, was was pretty cool. Um, it's it's really the whole movie is pretty um, fast paced, energetic. Um, but yeah, aside from all the the teens, I, I didn't really care for any of the the teen characters. It's just you know they were just fodder, pretty much. You know, just kill them all, whatever. But yeah, it's it's an enjoyable uh, enjoyable movie overall, though. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, actually. I, I think um, the teens were unnecessary, but it was everything I loved about that film involved the scenes with Freddy versus Ver Freddy and Jason. Um, and I think it was the humour as well yeah. involved from Freddy. I just thought it was genius. I really did. And those fight scenes were exceptional. And you mentioned the scene about Freddy coming, coming out of the water when everything was red. That's actually, as you've mentioned that, I see that in my mind's eye. You know, it was, it was almost like I was watching it again. And uh, I love that scene, actually. I really do. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm with, you, I'm with you on that, too. I mean, the, the cinematography in this was phenomenal. I agree with you on the water thing. That is insane. Jason lives in water. Like, the guy's basically half frog. Why would he be afraid of water? Yeah, so stupid. Like, it doesn't make... Oh. The, the scene with, towards the end of the film with Jason's lair in the dream sequence, though, um, I think looks amazing. Because it's kind of like... You talk about the whole Superman thing, you know, like yeah. with Jason's lair that he's got with all the corpses underwater and stuff like that. That looked absolutely amazing. It really did. Um, now, is that a dream, though? Isn't that the ending? Isn't that what I happened? think that is, the, that is the dream sequence. It's um, I'm trying to think who's having the dream. I think it's the girl who's having the dream. Oh, oh the... I thought you were talking about the very ending, where he walks out of the water. No, 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 no. Oh, um, yeah, it's the... Uh, yeah, it's that scene where she's having, the, she's having the dream, where she sees Jason carrying a corpse off. Um into his lair. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that whole look of that looked amazing. It really did. No, it's a great, it's a great looking movie. I mean, even all the, even the stuff in the high school and, you know, um, got the police station and all that stuff. It really looks good. It is, in mm -hmm. my opinion, the best looking of all the Friday the 13th movies. I think. Yeah. It, they went high def and they went hard. They went like, yeah, we're going all out with this thing. Yeah. See, I think it was some of the scenes in that, um, some of the kills, some of Freddy's kills in that were quite entertaining, actually. Um, was it the kid who falls asleep and he gets cut up? And you, it's the scene where he's um, 
he's shouting out the window, help me, help me, and his friends are outside looking, he gets the claw, he gets the fingers across the face. Um, oh, do you know, I forgot where I was going with that. Because um, I know that... I know that guy has been in a few other things as well. Yeah, the, it, the the part that I really loved about about that was I mean it's been the Freddy parts anyway, was when the um the younger kid is is remembering his brother who supposedly yes. slashed his wrists in the bathtub. Yeah. And and you know it, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, but it turns out it was related to Freddy. Like Freddy made him kill himself, and like I thought that was yeah. a really fucking cool aspect to put in the movie and that's something that yeah. like that could have worked in any nightmare in elm street movie and made a hundred percent sense i thought that was like the best you know continuity wise the best part of the movie i think that's um zach brown is the guy who um the older brother killed himself yes yeah. the older brother yeah. who incidentally who incidentally follows me on twitter which was a bit of a weird one <laughs> um hashtag zach yeah. brown Share the UHM yeah. podcast. Yes, I will. I shall actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I really. He did a great that. job. I mean, Good job, Zach. Awesome. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just name check him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. He. I thought um, it was a really good film. The only thing. The only thing I didn't like about it was the the final girl. Um, I just didn't like her story. Uh, you know all all the elements of why she was there, why she was trying to fight Freddy, etc. All that kind of stuff. I just didn't, I just didn't buy that. But it was like everything else about it was great, <laughs> including Stoner Jay. Like I thought he was quite funny. Yeah, he had a pretty interesting death when uh when uh when he died when Freddy, he came out as kind of like a worm creature and he hands the yeah. guy a bong. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Uh, one of the more memorable memorable deaths. Yeah, that was quite funny, that was. Yeah, because he's trying to fight him, isn't he? Um, he's trying to fight him. No, he's not fighting him. He's, he's like coming to the fore. Because aren't they in the, the veterinary clinic? Yeah, trying yeah. To get, yeah, right. trying to get special K. <laughs> See, that, <laughs> trying to get some... that, that part in the veterinary clinic, or I mean, you know, when they, or not the veterinary clinic, I'm sorry, when they when they go to the, the sleep study place, and they... Oh, they, that's it, yeah. All the all the corpses sort of I mean not corpses but like the the people sort of like are that are asleep rise up, that really mm. reminded me of Hellraiser too. Yeah, I never you thought know, of that. They, when, when they're in the asylum and like and she goes into the hell thing and then she comes into the one room and there's a room of corpses mm. and they all rise. It, it that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was. But yeah, like uh, the movie is definitely one of the better, um, if not best directed. Um, Friday Thirteenth, um, visually especially, it's just it just really stands out. And yeah, I, I think Ronnie, you did pretty good, pretty good job. I think he gets a lot of flack for it. I think a lot of people, um, sort of blame him in terms of there's there's a lot of internet hate for replacing Kane Hodder, which I don't understand. I mean, I like the guy; he he's a great Jason, but. He's not the only person that can play Jason. Yeah. And, you know, I feel Kurtzinger did actually, he did an a, a good job. It's a different Jason, but I, I kind of like this one too, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, he he kind of 
kind of gave Jason like a different, different kind of. Um, I don't know how to say, it, but just he just made Jason just seem different, just more menacing, um, kind of like just he just had this look about him, uh, and he was just he was a lot taller and and like I said before, Kane Hodder, I just I always thought he was just too bulky, um, and so like you know he's uh, Kersinger's a little leaner, um, and it just I don't know it just made Jason more you know more interesting, a little different. I, I like I like his um, variation of Jason. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it was a good job. I mean, there's not really a Jason I dislike now that I think about it. Like, if I had to like point out one that you think was terrible, I mean, I don't I don't know that there was one. Uh, I, I don't remember which one it was. Might have been part four or five, but there was a Jason where he looked to be out of shape, <laughs> and uh, I don't remember which one that was. But I I didn't like that Jason. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was five. It was the the, uh, the ambulance driver guy. Yeah, probably. Hmm. So, David and uh, Mike, what do you guys think about Freddy versus Jason? Any uh, final thoughts on this one? I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, I'm in love with Catherine Isabel. <laughs> um, yeah, well, too bad, pal. She's coming yeah. with me. <laughs> you can have her. It's cool. I was ogle <laughs> from a distance. Hear that, Catherine? Done deal. Um, other than that, I think I think she's a great actress, regardless. I think I think everyone did well in this. It was fun seeing Robert Englund portray Freddy again. Um, I, I love the overall atmosphere of it. I think it was a really fun idea, even up until the very ending. It was super fun. Um, I think it has one of the best soundtracks I own because Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack is probably one of my favorite albums i have almost 900 cds and it's just, it's so cool it's a lot of fun that's how I, that soundtrack alone is how i discovered a couple bands actually i'm so glad i'm not the only one in this if it wasn't for freddie versus jason i wouldn't have multiple mushroom head albums that yeah and, and devil driver uh the lead singer of cold chamber he went on to do devil driver yeah that was uh there was a website when freddie versus jason before it came out and it was like kind of showing off you could stream all the the songs off the uh, new album and devil driver did swing the dead and it was the first song that no one has heard before but they swing did it off that dead, stream swinging the dead yeah and you know devil driver they've evolved so much they've become one of my favorite bands Due to that soundtrack, and there's so many good, like there's the metal bands of the time, 2003. Um, and it's just an overall. I, I I like the movie a lot. That was a lot of fun. I, the whole Jason thing, afraid of water, is stupid. Even in when he goes to Manhattan, he swims basically to fucking Manhattan. It makes no <laughs> sense. But I, I, I thought it was good. I'm glad you mentioned the soundtrack. I totally forgot about that, and I also forgot how much I actually love it because yeah. That's that's Great. one that's on constant repeat. Roadrunner Records does very good soundtracks. Oh yeah. Also, bonus for anyone else, uh, Punisher soundtrack with Thomas Jane, also amazing. Oh yeah. Nothing to do with this movie, just also awesome. Uh, well, it's the only one that's actually the only Friday the Thirteenth movie, and um, I thought it was fantastic when I first saw it. Really. Really, it's coming to Nightmare. I, I, I bought the Nightmare on Elm Street box set after that, and I, was, I watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street films. I eventually got on to watch all the Friday films. Looking back at it now, I can. You know, there's definitely flaws in it for me, so I 
definitely don't like it much as much now. Like, um, Fright said, there's, you know, the, I think Fright said it, the, fight, the final girl is not very good. The acting is pretty poor. But I think, yeah, the fight scene is fantastic, and Robert England is just great to see as Freddy, as usual. And I like the visual. I like um, Fright of Chucky, which uh, Ronnie you did um, before yeah. that. And um, great visual style, and I love some of the lines of dialogue, like you know how sweet dark meat and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't, I definitely don't like it as much as I used to though. So let me ask yeah, you good, this: good time. It, it sounds like that this movie sort of had a uh, a big place in your horror life. Um, was there anything else before this movie that really had that sort of that 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 sort of inspiration for you? Um, I'd have to think about that because, uh, yeah, what was that, early 2000s? Actually, I, I was kind of getting into horror before then, like in the late, late 90s. Um, just, I wasn't specifically getting into like, big franchises yet. But, yeah, kind of from the late 90s to the early 2000s, I really started getting into horror. Yeah, that's just, that's really interesting. Uh, I mean... It's sort of late in the game, but I mean, I find that even more amazing that like um, you could sort of come in and see one of, like one of these later movies and be so inspired that you want to go back and like really explore, you know, the origins of horror. Because I know you're a big you're a big fan of the Giallos and uh, and other stuff from the seventies and sixties. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a bit quirky like that. I just like to check out like everything that has to do because I'm. A- Big fan of films. I have been for a while, so um, I just have to explore. Um, yeah, like I said, at the moment I'm watching all these uh, uh, peplums, which are Italian uh, historical films made in the late 50s, early 60s. Um, so I just kind of go with my interests at the time. That's it. That's cool, man. That's real cool. All right, so let's uh, let's get on here. We're going to head up to the final film in the franchise as of yet. The Friday the 13th, I guess you would call it a remake. Uh, Shane, you want to lead us through the remake? Right, the remake itself. Um, basically, Friday the 13th, 2009. Um, Storyline is a group of young teenagers set up camp near the abandoned summer camp very series of gruesome murders was said to have taken place in 1980. Pamela Voorhees was the killer, obviously, and the last survivor beheaded her. Legend has it, um, he came back, the killer came back, uh, but the campers find out to be true as he essentially goes forth and kills all. Um, six months later, the brother of one of the murdered girls um, starts distributing posters of her around the town, and um, the police believe she took off with a boyfriend, but the brother obviously knows otherwise. So, um, <clears throat> meeting up with uh, these kids who are having a house party in the, in um, not far from uh, Jason's Crystal Lake, um, Jason turns up and starts uh, killing everybody else. Um, and this one's got a, well, for the time, it's got a couple of big names in it. Um, Jared Padalecki 
um, who's also known as uh, Sam Winchester from the Supernatural TV series, um, and Danielle Panabaker. Um, and this one's got Derek Mears as Jason. Um, and I'm not familiar with any of the stuff that he's done previously to this. But, uh, Hills he, Have Eyes. Uh... Oh, did he? Oh, right, okay. He was one of the main uh, main bads in the Hills Have Eyes remake. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, basically this was... Um, the film itself is set in two timelines. It's set in 1980, obviously, um, because it harks back to the whole Pamela Voorhees killing spree, and then later in 2009, which is when the events transpire. Um, a few bits of information about this I have. Um, Clay and Whitney Miller, their, reference, their references are to the creator of Friday the 13th, Victor Miller, obviously brother-sister kind of deal. Um, and you've got, um, rumour has it that Tommy Jarvis was meant to be a major character in this, but was cut out prior to casting, so obviously the storyline itself would have had hit the character of Tommy Jarvis coming back. I think it may have been down to um, uh, like basically casting. Um, they just didn't have the character to cast, so they just ended up um, cutting the character completely. Um, <clears throat> Richard Berge wasn't cast as the sheriff until 12 hours before they started filming his scenes so that was all very last minute and probably explains why it seems a little um, choppy in that aspect um, but yeah when you talk about this being a remake um, it is considered a remake but it also combines elements of stories from parts two and three with references to a new beginning and Jason lives so uh, yeah you have um, have that and I think this is it's got a body count of 14 in this one but only 13 by Jason I can't remember who the other one was um, who the other person was killed by but uh, yeah I think one of the guys shoots somebody and he thinks right. he's going around a corner or something yeah it's been a couple of years since I've watched it so yeah it's um, yeah I remember some of the scenes in it um, when I say I remember some of the scenes I remember being quite disappointed with uh the way Jason was in this film, because obviously he was depicted as more of a hunter and more of a predatory kind of person, you know, um, just uh, like protecting his territory and only killing people to defend his territory. But it's I just didn't like the fact that he ran in this one. It's like my argument, even when I first saw it, was, hang on, Jason doesn't run, he stalks. You know, and... So seeing him run in this, it just I was just very, very disappointed with that aspect. But storyline wise, I mean the fact that it cuts back and has elements because I mean obviously I didn't realise this at the time, but you know, it harkens back to the original story, which in a way is quite good, but then also it I suppose it lacked something, in my opinion. You know, I just thought it... I just didn't think it was um, as great as everybody wanted it to be. So when you say that, um, I mean, the first thing that I can think of in in the movie is 
Jason being sort of this predator you're talking about where it's not only that he's protecting his territory, but he has like traps planned. Like I don't see Jason, I don't see Jason as a trap kind of guy like this, this Jason in this movie, he's got like tunnels. He's got electrical systems all planned out. Yeah. Like, See, to me, I think... to me, the character, the character of Jason himself, it doesn't come across as an intelligent kind of person, you know. In the in the in the, obviously in the original story, he wasn't overly, he wasn't intelligent. He was mentally retarded in that sense. But yeah, I agree with you. The whole business with him having tunnels and electrical supply set up and stuff like that is just, it just didn't really work. In the way that Jason would normally be, right? I mean, the actions that he does, like when he, when he goes after the teens, it makes sense. I mean, it sounds really stupid because, like, you think of the typical Jason mentality. You're like, oh no, somebody shows up anywhere near Crystal Lake and they have sex and they go to camp and they have a good time. And yeah. uh, but when He's like when 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 he's an active participant in in terms of like he's like all right someone's gonna show up here I'm gonna have all these traps ready I got my like sweet system set up here I got a cage over here to hold a a girl in case I get her I've got like this weird tunnel that I'm gonna build and it leads to a bus and like that entire sort of scenario doesn't make sense with what I think of when I think of Jason. I mean, it, it makes sense yeah. it, it, if it was some other weird hillbilly character, like um, uh, I mean, uh, it, like like something from um, from Dawn or uh, or even in Black Sheep when Gary Busey's living in a trailer. I picture something like that happening. Yeah, but I don't see this <clears throat> happening with Jason. He's just he, I don't see him having this mental capacity to do this kind of planning yeah see i think um i think i can i have actually do agree with you on that because to me it just jason doesn't come across as that kind of person doesn't come across as intelligent enough to think of stuff like that so what do you think fright you think this uh you think this makes sense um no uh i i didn't i didn't really like how they they obviously made him you know think far ahead, do a lot of thinking and planning like you're, you guys are saying. I didn't like his underground lair at all. I thought that was kind of silly. Um, but I don't know. I, I actually kind of liked the movie. Um, I had I th- It had good pacing. And um, I actually kind of like uh, Derek Mears as Jason. Um, it, he, he kind of like, I don't know, I just, I just liked him. Um, I liked uh, the directing Marcus uh, Nispel did, um, who also did uh, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Um, it, it was it's a really clean film, um, and I thought it was I don't know I I, I kind of liked it, but but yeah all the all the thinking ahead and planning and all, all that stuff the traps and you know that's that's definitely uh, something that that doesn't really fit the Jason character. Yeah, I had a really good time watching this the first time myself. When I when I was in the theater, saw this movie, came out of it, and I was like, that was a great Friday the 13th movie. I thought it was, I thought it made a lot of sense. But it was one of those movies, like, when I got back home, and I really sat down, and I was like, all right, let's give this, like, two seconds of thought. 
that it, like it all came crashing down upon itself. And I immediately had to regret my decision to say it was a great movie and sort of be like, ah, maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe shit. I told like when I got out of it, I told like all my buddies, I'm like, no, this is awesome. You got to see it. You got to see it. And then when I got back home, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's not that good. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those second guess movies. It's not as good on a second viewing. At all. I think I only saw it in the theater at one time. I didn't I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was... Uh, he should have been running and all that. I remember in the trailer, they really highlighted the fact that he ran. And I think they kind of did the same thing with... Uh, when Dawn of the Dead came out in 2004. When they were like, oh, they run now. You know, and everyone's like more... It's supposed to be more tense, but this doesn't work for Jason at all. He's not supposed to be this planning guy. He's supposed to just like, ah, I want to kill people. I don't know how I want to do it. I just want to do it. He thinks off his feet. He kills people in various ways off his feet, not planning. He doesn't have cages and underground layers. It's just, ah, it didn't seem like a Jason movie, but I, I like the movie. It's, it's weird. So you're a fan of this one, Mike? Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, this is one of those ones, like, I've watched all of the films multiple times. And this one, I have one of the hardest times watching again because like I had such a good time watching it the first time that when I see it again now, I'm like, Oh no, it, I was fucking way off. This was not what I thought it was. Whereas when I watched Jason X for the first time, I thought, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. And I watch it today and I'm like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. It's the same mentality. I don't know. David, what do you think on the remake? It's like all these uh these other platinum dunes wrote out recently. Um, they're all terrible. They're all just manufactured uh, by what Michael Bay, isn't it? Michael Bay does own that company. He he's he owns the company. Yeah. They're just uh, can't sit through them. They're just boring as hell. See, I'm only going to d disagree with you on one point. I think the uh, the Texas Chainsaw remake was really good. I'm a big fan of that one. I, th I think yeah, that I actually, enjoyed that one. Yeah, me too. I think that was really good. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, I mean, other I other than that, I didn't like that one either. No, not a fan. No, not none of any of these remakes that they've done so far. Um, I mean, the te the Texas Chainsaw one. Um, no, it's nothing compared to the original. Well, we'll have to save that for the Texas Chainsaw discussion. I've got many yeah. feelings on that. I'm I'm in a minority yeah. of the Texas Chainsaw world where the entire horror community is ready to jerk off Toby Hooper, and I'm waiting for Toby Hooper to make a decent movie. <clears throat> yeah, I'm overrated. yeah, he is overrated. We support you, Ryan. We agree well, with you. you guys say that, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people out there who will absolutely shit on a comment against Toby Hooper, so... It's kind of like how you guys shit on me for Goonies, you know? I understand where you're coming from. shut it. No, you are, a, you are a piece of shit. We can say that. Just liking Goonies. You are wrong. Mike, Mike Whittemore, you are I'm wrong. I'm glad I'm delighted. We'll put that in stone. <laughs> I think that was the 11th commandment. I think Moses put that right on there. I got to double check, though. 
Yeah, thou shalt like the the Goonies. <clears throat> like Shane's a goth, he even likes it. Look at him. Yeah, what's up with that? Hey, hey, I even have the Cindy Lauper single. Goonies <laughs> are good enough. Right. If that hey, doesn't say man, it, I on. don't know what does. Look, I was 11, okay? <laughs> yeah, I saved up my pocket money and bought that 7-inch single, and I've still got it. We're all we're all proud of you, Shane. Well, thank you very so, much. So yeah, the the remake. I mean, I think everybody can agree it was. It, it, obviously, like all remakes, it wasn't nearly as good as the original, and mm. it it got a lot of things wrong. But it wasn't an entire failure, in my opinion. Anyway, it was a mixed bag, like a lot of these movies are. There were good things and there were bad things. I mean, there were parts of the remake that I actually really liked. The whole beginning sequence where the kids are going there to like find the mystical garden of weed. As dumb as it sounds, I think like that part was the most effective part of the movie. I don't know why, and... but I just thought of the scene in Ted 2 when they find the field of weed. Well, I haven't seen part two. I haven't seen two. Oh. Uh, it's funny. But yeah. No, I can see what you, I can see what you I can see what you're saying though about the Friday the thirteenth the remake. I mean there are there are aspects of it that are good, there are aspects of it that are bad, but obviously with the whole thing with Jason, it just didn't uh, in hindsight it just didn't seem great. And like I said, I mean he doesn't Jason to me seems doesn't seem intelligent enough to create all those systems that he's got, all all the traps that he's got set up. It's just it's not right. So, what do you guys got? Any final thoughts on the remake? Uh, yeah, just to watch it. I mean, why not? I think you got to take it one more time, there, uh, Mike. Give it, give it a shot again, and see if you actually think it's not as bad as you think it is. I think it might be worse. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out again. Like I said, the last time I saw it was in theaters, so I'll watch it again eventually. <clears throat> I think I might take another look at it. Actually, I'm telling you guys, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Uh, Fright and Dave, what do you think? Maybe one day down the track, a long time from now, I'll watch it again. <laughs> long, 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 long time. Yeah, it's it's not a bad movie in my opinion, but yeah, there are a lot of problems with it. But overall, it's pretty entertaining. At least, at least it is to me. It is one of those movies you just leave your brain at the door and just go and watch it, you know, and just think, okay, it's like brainless fun in that aspect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, guys. Um, before we finish up, and I do want to do a finish up, um, let's do a little, a quick break, for about a minute or so, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll put it all together at the end. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's get to the end here, fellas. We've gone through all the movies, right? And we've uh, analyzed every instant of amazingness and terribleness. So let's talk about what we like best and worst. And uh, I'll start off with myself. I'll just go through my three favorites and my three least favorites. And we'll come up with a list. And so right now, I don't know what you guys have picked. I only know what I picked for my favorites. By the end of this, we're going to come up with the best and the worst Friday the 13th movie of all time. It's going to happen. Or at least according to my math, it should happen. So anyway, I'll go through my my best list first. Top three movies, the Friday 13th. Number three, 
I'm going with part four, The Final Friday. Fantastic movie. Number two, part one, the original, Friday the 13th. And number one, my favorite, Friday the 13th, part two. All right. Now I'm going to go through my worst three list. And this is going to go from okay to not okay. So from like least worst to best to worst worst. So number three, Jason goes to hell. Number two, uh, part five, a new beginning. And number one, the worst Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. So my first step's going to be at Shane. Shane, what do you got for your list? First go oh, with the good. Top three. Right. Top three with my good ones. Right. I'm going to say, and I'm not going to do these in any particular order. But I'm well, gonna I'm going to put them in order, so do it. Sorry? You're going to what? Gonna, yeah, what, whatever you put, say them, that's the order right. they're going in. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, not too much pressure. Um, right, number three would have to be Freddy versus Jason. Okay. I think. Uh, number two would be part four. Okay. And number one would be part one. All right, now your three worst, from from not worst to the worst. Not worst. Oh, there we go. Jason X. Okay. Followed by part five. Followed by Jason takes Manhattan. Okay. Because it's right. not Manhattan. <laughs> All right, uh, Frightmaster Mike. Wilbur, what do you got for your top three, the best Friday Thirteenths? Um. All right. Well, uh, the absolute number one best one would probably be Freddy vs. Jason. Um, wow. Next Old to that, move. next to that would be Part Three. Next to that will be Part One. Um. As far as the worst, I I think I've made myself clear. I hate Jason Goes to Hell. That's like the worst one, in my opinion. <clears throat> Next to that would probably be um, part five, and next to that would probably be um, uh, either part seven or part eight, I guess, one of those two. They're both pretty bad. Okay. All right. Mike Whittemore, what do you got for the best? What are your three favorites? Uh, number three would be Jason Lives. Number two would be um, part three, and number one would be uh, final chapter. All right, and your three worst? Three worst. My most hated one, probably Jason Goes to Hell. As number, yeah, that's the first hated one. Uh, my second hated one would be number five, and my third hated one would be uh, Manhattan. Okay. And David, Count Orlock, what do you got for your three favorite Friday the 13th? Favorite would be part three. Okay. Go part one, and then part two. Okay. And your three worst? Yeah, the worst is the remake, then Jason Takes Manhattan, and least worst is 
Jason goes to Hill. Okay, we got a pretty close tie here. So according to my numbers, according to our uh, our votes, the number one Friday the 13th film is unsurprisingly Friday the 13th number one. Like every, everybody voted for that. And um, it hit either one, two, or three for every voter. And it's it's actually close between that and number three as to which is the best. But one won it by one vote. And on the bad ones, here's the interesting part. So, according to everybody, part five got the second worst rating on on everyone which if you add up the points that makes it the worst however the next closest with the most number ones and a number two gives it to part eight so it's between number five and eight they're like splitting hairs at this point right now depending on how you rate them so I think it's safe to say that number one is the best and five or eight are the worst. And honestly, I think that's pretty representative of the community. Although I'm a little surprised on number one winning it for everybody. What do you guys think? You think number one is the best Friday the 13th? I personally think uh, Final Chapter is the best. I've always been a fan of the first one, personally. I've always yeah. appreciated that one more. Yeah, the first one's pretty good. It kind of started it all, you know, as far as the camp slashers go. So, yeah, it had a cool twist, you know. So there you have it, folks. I give a lot of respect to the first one. Even, even David is giving first one props. I think we can all agree that Friday the 13th number one is a game changer. And uh, it deserves the respect that it gets, I think, right? Yep. Agreed. It's one of those. It's one of those movies that less is more, less gore, less nudity, but more entertainment. Yep, I agree. So, <clears throat> there you yep. have it, everybody. All right, that's going to wrap us up for now. Um, let's give out. Uh, does anyone have any uh, Twitter handles or Facebook things they want to give out to the people yeah, out there? Of, um, yeah, you can um, follow. Uh, me on Twitter at Dead Cell Society. Um, you can also follow UHM at UHM Tweet. Um, and that's about it from me. Fright, what do you got? You got something I'm missing. I know it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, check UHM on Facebook. Uh, just type in, uh, you know, upcoming horror movies. Um, you got the, there's also a UHM Facebook group, um, and, uh, yeah, um, Shane already said the Twitter, um, yep. yeah, you can also find us on the message board, the UHM message board, and, uh, yeah, and, and visit the official site, of course. Yeah, all, all of us are very heavily on the UHM message board, so if you post something, we're all going to see it, it's, it's going to happen. Um, Mike, what do you got? Um, I would say you know upcoming horror movie fans on Facebook, the you know official upcoming horror movies page on Facebook. Um, I'll be doing the Netflix Spotlight again. I know I said I was going to be doing it a couple weeks ago, but life just 
is overwhelming right now. <laughs> but uh, starting next week, which uh, will be, well, this podcast will be recorded in the future. So uh, by the time this airs, I'll be doing it for a little while again. It'll be on Friday uh, the 13th, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be doing them by then. But yeah, I'll be doing Netflix Spotlight on the official upcoming horror movies uh, website. So I'll be do- reviewing Netflix movies. And uh, that's all I got, really. Awesome, uh, David. You have anything you wanna you wanna put out there? Um, you can follow me on Facebook if you want. Yeah, I actually want to do that. What is that? Uh, it's, uh, it's my name, David, and McDonald M C D O uh, I want to thank everybody. For, I want to thank everyone from coming on today, uh, especially David, because it's super early morning over in Australia when he calls in. And for Shane, because I don't know what time it is where he is, but um, it's two thirty-five a.m. All right, so we've been and... we've we've been on the air for quite a while. So anyway, guys, I want to thank everyone. Uh, thank you for this amazing podcast, and uh, thank everyone for their insights. And we're gonna catch you next time, or we're gonna keep the UHM podcast going. So uh, bye for now. See you. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to UHM's podcast. Join us on Facebook and please visit our main page at upcominghorrormovies.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>